Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Done is better than perfect because perfect never gets done. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Are we recording? Recording. Okay, good. This Normally it tells me. Oh, I see. I see. Is we it, are. Well, it's been recording the whole time, so I won't. I okay. Won't. Great. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Wait, wait, your day edits our small talk. We'll edit all the small talk right out of that jazz. Okay. Okay. Hello, Alyssa. Here we are back on Zoom for a back little while. On- Back on Zoom, Jay said, make sure you tell them you're on Zoom because I don't want them to be fussing about the sound quality. And I'm like, I will tell them that we are on Zoom. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. It's going to be fine. This is episode number 82. And it is, as I like to call it, the problem with perfection. Oh, yes, it is problematic. It's super problematic. And it's a wide, it, it runs rampant in all types of people, but a lot of realtors. And um, so we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. How are you doing? Do we want to tell people? I mean, so this episode comes out on my birthday week. <gasps> Yay. Happy birthday. Yeah. So first week of March, we're recording okay. this pretty far in advance because we are preparing for baby who will have likely arrived, right? Yeah, by the time this airs, I should have a child, a baby in my arms. A second child. Yes. <laughs> You've got that one already. Yes. Oh, it's exciting times. Are you are you are you nervous? Are you excited? Um, I'm starting to get physically uncomfortable, which is making me more ready. Ready. That's what happens at the end. They prepare <laughs> you. The whole system is is set up for you to be like, get this baby out of here. Yes, Jay wanted me to sit on my floor in my closet to record an <laughs> episode for the sake of sound quality. And I said, you know, no. <laughs> I can't do it. I know. I'm sure that people will forgive us some poor sound quality so that you could be comfortable and we can get this thing done. Perfect. Thank you. All right. So what would you like to start off saying about perfection? So I think this is funny because I was with my mom. Okay. And they were looking at their photos on their phone and like several of them have like tens of thousands of photos on their phone. Yeah. And I am, um, like not, I, I want them off of my phone and I have albums and Shutterfly where I put them by year. So like whatever year they just all go in one folder. Right. And then at the end I make a, a book each year. So I have a book of all the photos I've ever taken going back to 2011. Wow. And we were talking about that and they were like, we want to do that. But the problem is like, I've done all this research and I can't find the book that I like, the quality of the book and this and that. And we had this big discussion on how 
wanting the book to be perfect led to no book at all. No book. No book ever. Like you thought you were going to make a book every year or a baby book or whatever. And because you were like over researching and couldn't commit because, you know, it wasn't exactly what you had envisioned. You have nothing. And not only do you have nothing, but it's kind of like a lot of chaos is what you have. Right. And now you're, you've waited so long to get it done that it's hard to go back in time. So it's just building up. It's building up. So that was, it was funny because we had that discussion this week. <laughs> what, what perfect timing. Yes. And so I'm helping them. Oh, and you we're, are. We're doing like a photo revamp. I love it. And, but because some of them were so far gone, we decided anything before 2020, we're not even going to tackle. Okay. We're just, we're just going to up, like have one folder where if it was before 2020, all the photos are going into this folder just for the sake of getting them off your phone. Okay. I like it. And then we're just going to sort through 2020, which is just what we had to do. You know, it's, is it perfect? Yeah. No. no. In a perfect world, would we have like hours and hours and hours to sift through all the photos and yeah. sort them and, but it's just, it would just drive you crazy. And um, oh, we talked about doing this perfectionist episode and I was like, I have to share that story because Right. I know it's not a real estate example. No, but. But it's, it's the example of what happens in everything you try to do in your life. I have literally done this before. I, one year, my new year's resolution was get the photos in order and put them and upload them every month on the first of the month. I would upload the last month into the shutterfly and then they would be there and it would be good. And it lasted for a few years. And then I fell off the wagon somehow. And now I just have a all few these. years. Yeah, it did. It was, it was going really well for a while. And yeah. then I just stopped. I don't know. I probably had that second kid and then it all went yeah, out. Yeah, we'll it goes this year. It's, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You better get all that stuff done now. It's just, it takes so much time to put a system in place. And if that's the part where people get tripped up, I think they're wanting to perfect the system. Mm-hmm. Just start with a system. Like I, I almost want to call this episode my favorite quote, which is done is better than perfect because just get it done. Just get something on paper. Just get something moving. Like just start somewhere and then take a little one step. It's just like building a big habit by doing little things. Don't say, you know, the big thing first, start with, I'll drink two extra glasses of water a day, or I'll do, you know, it's build up. But I think we're like, we want to set it up to be like, I have the perfect notebook and the perfect set of pins. And I'm going to work on this planner this year. This year, I'm going to do the planner. Like it's March by now. So I want all the people listening who started off in January with their fancy new planner that have already thrown it out the window or their fancy new resolution that they gave up on January 17th. I, raise your hand, nod your head, say, it's me. I said I was going to do it and I had to be perfect. And when I wasn't perfect, I gave it up. Yep. And then go back and reinstate just something. You can pick that planner back up in March, mm-hmm. but you don't need fancy pens. And I'm going to tell you the secret. We've talked about this before. Pencils are the secret to solving perfectionism. I have an entire, I will, sh- I will even show it because I have it out. I will show YouTube my fancy notebook. So much of why the podcast exists, why things are in my life now, or because I have this notebook where I write down ideas. And do you know what they're written in? Pencil. Do you know why? Because <laughs> I couldn't dare mess up this fancy, cute notebook with, with me writing in pen and then deciding it was a bad idea. Yeah. So I started writing in pencil 
And I don't ever erase it, but I have the option to erase it and it makes me write things down. Gotcha. I don't know why that works, but it works for my perfectionist part of my brain. Yeah. When I was new, I think the thing that I wasted the most time on, well, there's two things really. The first one was my website. Yeah. You can get so sucked into all of that stuff and tweaking and moving. And, you know, it, when I was new, I thought the website was like the most important thing in the world because it's right. You know, 2010. And if you don't have a website, you're out of business and (laughs) you're going to fight it. When I tell you days, hours, I just, and then I didn't even use it. I just Uh gave up. Yep. Um, But the thing that really was a huge issue for me mentally to like wrap my brain around was my database. I wanted like this perfect system that did everything I wanted it to do. And I, at the time, didn't have my Excel spreadsheet so I was just manually, like I, I found the first one I had ever research and thought yeah. this is the one mm-hmm. and started inputting people and soon realized like, it's not the one because it yells at me and it it's too much and it does alerts and this and that. So I stopped inputting people into it and I found a different one right. and I tried that one and I went through, I would say four or five. Mm-hmm. And finally was like, I have got to stop typing all these names and email addresses into another system, into another system. There has to be a better way. So I noticed that some of them would let you upload from an Excel. So that's when I said, you know, I'm going to take a break. I'm just going to put everybody in Excel. So you had it for the next one. Yeah. So the next one, I don't (laughs) have to manually input all these people. I can just upload it to the system. Mm-hmm. And then by doing that, Excel just became my, I ended up doing that. I think two more times after my Excel spreadsheet was like, Oh, this CRM sounds magical. Right. And if you're in any kind of realtor group, you see them constantly all the time, all the time. CRM. What are you using? What do you like? What do you don't like? How much is it? Blah, blah, blah. Does it do this? Does it do that? And I mean, it's a big problem in our industry because it's like, there is no perfect CRM because we're all different. Yeah. And, um, after so many times I've had my Excel spreadsheet for, I guess, eight years now. Right. And I have, I haven't used a CRM I literally answer this CRM question no less than two times a week. Yes. (laughs) What CRM do you use? What do you like? Or I see it in a group. I mean, at least twice a week. And it's the funniest question when you answer it and say, I just have a spreadsheet and and now the Trello where at least I've got some sort of tracking going on, but that's all I need. And then I always want to follow up with how many transactions do you do? Like there's got to be a level where I understand that the volume is making it difficult for you to keep up, but it's not 24 to transactions. Like let's just say 24 and your average agent is doing 12. I think that if you do one transaction a month, you should hopefully be able to figure out how to follow up with your database, how to do your transaction management and sort through 
I think the problem with CRM and wanting it to do everything is that a lot of people just don't understand that it requires work no matter what the system is. The system requires you to do work. It's not going to be perfect no matter what you choose. It's not going to do everything you want it to do. And we give up following up with our database instead of just doing it imperfectly. So instead of just saying, well, I'm going to try or I'm going to, you know, and I'm, I'll be the first to admit I've given up lots of things that I thought I'll give this a go. And then I couldn't get through it like the birthday cards or, you know, so it's hard to figure out what works, but it's easier if you start stripping away. So like when you pick something simpler, it's just easier to implement. And then it, it doesn't have to be complicated. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are some other things that you find that realtors get hung up with being perfect on? Um, social media posts. Oh, for sure. Um, I don't struggle here too much because I don't do a lot of posting. Right. But I have talked to people that like they want it to look a certain way, colors and filters and mm-hmm. the squares being a certain way. Um, and so I know that's something that can be, and there, I actually went through like about a three week phase where I was like, I'm going to do this. And I didn't. <laughs> I, just, I was like, this is hard. It's really if hard. If you remove the, what the overall look is and just remember that the actual production of content is the important part, then it gets a lot easier. But would you say you're a visual person? Yes. Okay. I feel like I'm a visual person paired with serious perfectionist tendencies. Like my wing one is pretty serious. Um, and that's where I have the, the tr- trouble. Cause I look at it and I think, Oh, I want my colors to be pretty like so-and-so's colors, or I want, I want my feed to look like well thought out, like so-and-so's feed. And then I'm like, it's a constant battle. It's not something I have recovered from. I'm still like, just put it on there. It doesn't need to be a big deal. I will tell you one of the easiest ways to overcome that is go onto Canva and create four templates and just keep using those. It's yeah. not that difficult. Like you use, you have that very nice template for when you have a listing or sold with the different colored line and the black and white photo, and then the series of photos behind it. It is nice branding when you're repetitive. It doesn't have to be perfectly done to be good branding. It just has to be consistent and and repetitive for it to be good branding. So, and I think your post is lovely. I'm not saying it's not, but we all, especially if you're visual and especially if you have perfectionist tendencies, we get caught up in that. And do you know why I think we get caught up in that? I think that other people actually look at our feed and care, but nobody (laughs) actually cares. Nobody comes to my feed and says, I'm not going to follow her anymore because her posts aren't perfectly branded or that picture was the wrong color scheme for the rest of the pictures. Nobody cares except for you. And it's just being self-important to think my feed needs to look the best so that people will come and see. Now, my side to that would be, I do think being professional is good. And I'm not saying that you should just, you know, not try, but, but maybe put less pressure on yourself. So I was reading this interesting article about perfectionist versus high achievers. Okay. And they tend to think that they're the same thing, but they're not. Okay. Um, like people think high achievers are perfectionists. Like, oh, well, she just has to like do it all and do this. But it's really actually quite the opposite. Um, so I took a little 
excerpt from it, but it says perfectionists actually achieve less than high achievers because they have an unhealthy attitude. Their focus on perfection robs them of motivation and can actually bring on procrastination and other self-defeating behaviors. So letting go of perfectionist attitudes can actually help you achieve more. Do they tell us how to do that? Yes. Great, because that's what we need. Okay, I'll help you. Okay, so- I agree with what you have just said. Yeah. 100% because when I just say, I don't have time for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's when I have the most success when I'm like, I don't have time for this to be perfect, but I feel this pressure to do it and I just do it. Then it's fine. Right. Okay. Tell us what we can do. If you're just starting this, um, self-awareness journey and analyzing your perfectionism, there is a number one question you're supposed to ask yourself. Ooh, and what is it? First question to start this journey is what is perfectionism costing you? So some examples would be, well, I don't have a database because I keep waiting for the perfect thing, or I haven't handwritten my letters because I haven't made the perfect stationery. I haven't done anything on my social media because I don't have like the perfect look or website. I don't have a, I haven't started my Trello because I can't decide like if I want the buyer to be blue or purple. <laughs> no, it's, it's that no, bad. I know it is. I'm being serious. Yeah. Like I am that way with my Trello sometimes. Like if it gets too cluttered or I'm like, I hate yellow now. It's like, no, but I would have to change everything. Everyone. I would have to change all of those people yeah. and it's too much. And so but the question is, you have to figure out like, where is it causing problems? Okay. That could also be like in your home as well. Hello friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes. Listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far I've used a handful and received positive feedback like this is so professional or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are there. actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. <laughs> I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to Hustle Humbly podcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're going to enjoy them you're going to love them you're gonna it's going to change it. your life literally fired <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy the template yes enjoy so like if you're not doing something because you're like well I won't be able to finish the whole thing yes or I won't be able to make it perfect how I want it to be right so you just don't do it at all. So you really need to take some evaluation to say, what is my perfectionism costing you? Because up until this point, usually people don't think perfectionism is a bad thing oh, because right. our intentions are good. Mm -hmm. Our intentions are, well, I'm not doing it unless it's done right, which yeah. 
is honorable and all those things. But at some point we have to realize that it has, you know, um, consequences and we have to acknowledge those consequences in order to make progress and overcome this mental hurdle. Okay. So once you have evaluated, (laughs) what is it costing you? Um, one of the first things that you have to do is pick the first thing that is like bothering you the most. And I'm just going to use database, um, cause it's a relatable one. Um, the problem is that you're seeing the whole project instead of it just being tasks. So step one would be setting little goals. Okay. Um, like maybe saying this week, I'm going to import everybody a through C. And with that, I'm also going to A through C as I'm inputting them, maybe I'll handwrite them a letter, A through C. Like really focus on your A through C people. And then at the same time, if you want, you could go through your phone and your contacts and do A through C and make sure that if they are no longer contacts that you need, they're deleted. If you do need them, make sure they're in your database appropriately maybe send some text messages saying, Hey, is this still your email address? Just doing like a good job on a through C. Right. And if you need to give that a week or if you need to give that two weeks, it doesn't matter, but the, you cannot say I'm going to do this today, a through Z. Right. Um, because as you make the little accomplishments, you will begin to enjoy it. Yes. So enjoying it is actually step two. I like it. Um, You have to be able to say like, oh my gosh, I have been wanting to clean out my database for two years or start a database for two years. And today I put five people in. I'm starting. It's there. It exists. It exists. Kind of like my friends, like they were very like, I don't think I can do this photo clean out. And then one of them texted me that they deleted um, a thousand screenshots off their phone <laughs> that they had just been collecting. Right. And, um, it took forever, but they were excited, you know, yeah. just, to, they still have a long way to go, but it felt good to just clean at least out. you're starting to overcome the mental block. Yeah. It's just like cleaning out your refrigerator. There's nothing better than throwing all that stuff away. And it takes five minutes. Yep. Five minutes. It's wonderful. Okay. I would like to point out, um, if you have a database and you're using this method to maybe go back and contact people. So you're like this week, I'm going to do a through C. Um, here's where I fall uh, victim to messing. It's like you fall off the wagon and every time you go back to it, you start at a through C, then your a through C is here from you a lot. And you're, you know, X, Y, Z never have ever heard from you. So maybe week one, you do start at the back of the alphabet. Yes. Or start ABC and then the next week is XYZ and like we go back and forth until we meet in the middle of the alphabet or okay. start in the middle of the alphabet. But also there are 26 letters in the alphabet. That is literally exactly half the weeks of the year. If you just put one letter per week in six months, you would have contacted your whole database. You would have gotten, you know, your whole database set up and, you know, correct. You would have done all these things that Alyssa is telling you to do. Just one letter a week in six months, you'd be done. And I mean, obviously, when you get to X, you might not have anyone that week. Maybe you celebrate progress or you do something else or skip ahead to the next one if you want. So you keep your momentum. But in six months, if you had talked to your whole database, that would be better than probably you've ever done in a whole year. 
That's awesome. That's a good point. So I don't, it can be really, really small, like really small. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else of note from this, how we deal with it? Um, Yes. We have to be able to handle criticism. Ah. So here's the thing. People love to make excuses and they want to argue with you before they're moving into acceptance. Okay. So if they have not yet, if you, if you have not yet moved into acceptance of your perfectionism actually causing you to be a procrastinator, you're going to say things like, well, I'm going to do it at this time, or I'm waiting until this database is released in March, or I'm waiting until Christmas time, or I can't do it because of that. If you are making excuses and if you are arguing the point, um, you're still, you have not really evaluated what it has costed you and you have to be able to do, be self-aware, um, before you can make any progress. So criticism is not fun. No. Um, and then the last thing was altering your self-talk because you can't say like, the problem is people say, I'm going to start drinking a gallon of water a day. Right. Well, if you haven't really been drinking water, a gallon of water a day is really hard to do. Yeah. Kind of like how you said earlier, like adding two cups of water a day. Um, You really have to alter these big, the bigger the promise that you make to yourself, it literally does something in your brain chemically that makes you excited and you see this new vision of yourself but that makes the crash and the failure so much harder. Yeah. And what happens is you stop trusting yourself. You're like, I'm, I'm never going to do this. Like, this is just my life. I'm never going to get in shape. I'm never going to have a system in place for my business. I'm never going to be able to keep up with my laundry. I'm never going to, because I, I keep promising myself that I'm going to do all these things. And I just, it's kind of like if somebody else kept promising you something. Yeah. And they kept lying to you and lying to you and lying to you. Eventually you just have no expectations and nothing happens. Yeah. And so altering your self-talk and, and that's just, that just goes back to breaking habits. It's a, it's a bad habit. We all have bad habits. We all have things we say to ourselves that aren't true. Right. Um, but it does lead to low self-esteem um, and will only make procrastination and progress it's just not going to be good. Not a good combo. No, not a good combo. I would say I do the self-talk because, you know, I'm a big fan of a nice affirmation, a mantra, whatever you want to call it. But when I, I do, I say done is better than perfect in my own head all of the time. And the other one that I really, really like that is just, it will really set you on the right path is progress over perfection. Yeah. Just some progress is, it's not, it doesn't have to be a lot, but if you're making some progress, if you're doing one thing, it will build on each other and you'll just get in the habit of, of doing. Maybe that should be our episode title. Progress over perfection. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just so important to just do something. Mm-hmm. And I think what you said earlier, a lot of perfectionists will are self-aware. And I think they know that that is the problem, but they don't know how to combat it. So really, if you're just repeating these things to yourself, if you know that you're working, I'm going to work on a project. I'm going to make a flyer for my new listing today. I'm going on Canva. And if you set a timer for 20 minutes and you can't figure out how to make a flyer because it's not perfect, 
then you need to say to yourself, done is better than perfect, progress over perfection. Like this has to get done because I think a lot of perfectionists would just then not have a flyer for the house. Like they would just be like, well, I don't have to have a flyer, so I just won't do it. But Mm -hmm. that's where you would want to, I guess, utilize that information. (laughs) Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I also wrote another quote that I thought was really, really good. Okay. It was, perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. Mm. So you can, you can always still be working towards that, you know, and that was Vince Lombardi. So that's, you know, football, but I mean, well, I definitely went through a phase where I was really second guessing, like how good I actually was at being an agent. Like I knew I had the sales and I knew I had the numbers, but I did have other people telling me, but you don't do agent tours and your open house doesn't have balloons and like (laughs) you're not, you know, it just seemed like there were so many things that I was not doing. And it really made me think, am I being a disservice to my clients? And I I had to do some real self-evaluating. And I think even like the first time I ever had an assistant, I wanted them to like do some of these things. And I just realized that some, some extra fluff is like nice here and there, but not necessary. And, um, it also opened me up to be more relational because I had the time to be, I had time to talk to my clients and to have relationships with them because I wasn't always planning an event or always planning a big party or doing this big marketing promo or making a video or, you know, it allowed me to build the relationships which kept the referrals coming. And then, you know, the marketing was working just fine, you know, and right. But it it was getting the job done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my clients were happy. So I think it's okay to say like, what can I cut out if, if this is really important to me over here, what could I sacrifice? Um, Maybe it won't be as like flashy on social media, but I think it would make a big difference in my income or my business. Right. I also think that I think we've both received this feedback from our clients or other agents or people in our life. I've often been told that I'm very approachable Mm -hmm. and I don't think that perfectionism is super approachable. So if Mm -hmm. I show up in the perfect outfit with the perfect hair and my perfect makeup in my shiny, freshly washed, perfect car and my client who's at this, let's just call them a first time buyer. And they're at this house. They're feeling a little nervous about the process. They're not sure like what to do or what say, what to say or how it works. And, you know, the whole thing is overwhelming. And then I roll up looking like, you know, selling sunset and they're just like, maybe we don't want to do this. Maybe, you know, we're not prepared. Like being, being perfect isn't approachable to other people because they can't relate to you. So if you, if you show up with the perfect, there's nothing wrong with having good materials and professional flyers or a well-done listing presentation. But my folder that's not perfectly branded and every logo on every page and all the same colors works just as well. And no one has ever fussed because I showed up in my vendor list, didn't have color-coded, like it's an Excel doc that's black and white with no logo at all. It says my name at the top. It says, it actually says Katie's vendor list. 
end of the story. Like, and they get so excited. Oh my gosh, this is so helpful because at the end of the day, they don't care what the resources look like or what you look like. They were, they, what they need is the service you provide and the information that you're able to give them. Right. And if you're not giving them anything because it doesn't look pretty, then you probably aren't getting the referrals. Well, you at, you actually are providing less value to your clients. Yeah. So they're not, they don't even know what value you have because you've locked it up inside, worried about what the paper looks like. Not to go backwards, but I was thinking about what you said in the beginning about how um, like people want the system to be perfect, but you still have to work. Yes. I shared an episode or two ago when I was cleaning out the prospects column of my Trello Mm -hmm. and realized that there was people on there that I had set up on like a subdivision report and maybe I had checked in with them occasionally, um, but they did end up listing with somebody else and I saw it in MLS. And again, these were people I didn't really know that well, but the problem is, I was not working my system. Yeah. I was just thinking, oh, well, it's written down. So it's there, which is nice. But I think that that was a very good point to make that nothing is going to be perfect. Trello was never going to say, hey, this person is going to list with someone else in tomorrow. Two- right. Yeah. You better get on this, Alyssa. Right. It's, it's like sometimes things happen and I could have, and in my brain thought, maybe Trello's not working for me. Right. Maybe, maybe I need to reinvent the whole wheel, right. find a whole new system. You need a new CRM. I need a new CRM. I have failed. <laughs> I've lost this. Like I really had a moment where I thought, that's a that's like six listings I just lost, you know? Yeah. Um, it was a kick in the gut, but then I had to just calm down and be like, no, Alyssa, this isn't the imperfection of the system, right? This was all me. This was me not picking up the phone and doing what I'm supposed to do on that part of my business. Right. And it only encouraged me to like pick up the phone more and do what I'm supposed to do and use the system, how it's supposed to be used. Right. But the times that I have struggled the most with perfectionism for me is when I'm being too systematic or too efficient or too organized. Like before I, whenever I was new and had folders and folders and folders and folders in my email and things were just everywhere, you know, because I thought it had to be really organized in order for me to be successful. And it made for a really rough first couple of years because everything was just, it was all too much, you know? So I think, going back to perfectionism, keeping things simple is so important because it'll just, it'll help in every area. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We overcomplicate everything. Yes. I don't know why that is. I I also want to point out when you talk about your follow-up and having to work and missing those listings, I think we also forget to give ourselves grace. We think mm-hmm. that we have to be perfect on our follow-up and that we failed. And so we really beat ourselves up when we lose the six listings or we didn't follow up the way we know we should. You're still just human. And if yeah. you were busy enough in your business that you, and you're using other systems and you're doing as much as you can for efficiency and you couldn't 
follow up perfectly with every single person. I mean, like sometimes it's just the way the cookie crumbles that you're only one person. And if there's a, this is my other thing. Why don't agents ever talk about what their max transaction limit is? Mm-hmm. Nobody ever says I, me, Katie, being a solo agent who likes that setup cannot handle more than 40 transactions. That's where I, that really is my hard limit, where it's going to affect my life outside of work. It's going to affect my work life. It's going to affect my ability to use my systems. It's just going to make it too hard. It's, you know, plenty enough income. And that's really where it stops. It's going to make it so all of my listings still get the same, you know, treatment. Everyone, all the buyers get the same experience. Everyone gets all their email templates sent out to them when they're supposed to. But no one ever says, hey, it's okay if 12 is your max. Like if that's where it's the buck stops for you, that's fine. Or why, why does it have to, and that's just the whole more, we've always got to build more. What is your goal for next year? You know, but I think it's very difficult to keep up with your systems. If you're, if you're above your capacity. I do think episode number two, culture of the real estate industry yeah, would be a great follow-up to re-listen to after this episode. Yeah. Um, because it kind of talks about where this all even originates from. Mm-hmm. Why are we this way, especially in our industry? Yeah. Um, an industry where people preach perfection, you know, post perfection flaws are not really talked about mistakes made are not really talked about. Um, and so I just think it's a good one to go listen to if you haven't in a while. I do too. I agree. You have any other things about perfection you'd like to share with us? That was all on my notes. I love it. And um, if you guys haven't yet done your Enneagram and you'd like to learn if you're a perfectionist at heart, you could take your Enneagram test. And if you're a number one, that's the story. Mm -hmm. But so many people, it really is. um, When I listen to Gary Vee, he talks about this a lot. It really is directly correlated to how much other people's judgment affects you or the feeling that people are judging you, or it's not about just you and wanting to be perfect and, you know, being regimented or what it's really the, the fear is the perception of other people. And I think I'm here to tell you that nobody cares what color your brand is. You say that because I'm not an Enneagram one and I don't have a one wing. I'm the three, which is the achiever. Yeah. You should be like, but my thing is, it's not that I care that much about being perfect, but I do want people to perceive that yeah. I am doing it all well. That's what's that, fueling it. Oh, she's a high achiever. So she's just doing everything perfectly. And to be honest, and you can ask my assistant because she knows, like I make mistakes. I make mistakes. Yeah. And I have to fix mistakes. And sometimes because I'm almost moving too quickly, instead of maybe doing things a little better, um, because I just, I do want things done. Yeah. I could use a little bit of refinery in, in my systems and in some of my things. Um, so I, I found that that's why I found that article so interesting because I think before this episode, if you would have said like, are you a perfectionist? I would have said, yeah. But then I think if anybody that knows me would have heard me say that they would have like laughed. Right. Because I'm just really, really not. Cause you're getting far too much done to be a perfectionist. I'm telling you right now. 
Right. But at some point you kind of do need to slow down and say, Hey, where can we like clean up a little bit and just make this, you know, like now that the systems are there and they're working, um, is there anything that just could maybe look a little bit better where, yes. you know, yes. we could tweak things. And so this was like, this was a good episode for me too. Cause it, it really did go to show that, you know, being a high achiever and perfectionism is not hand in hand. Like most right. people think that it is. Yeah. And there's probably a nice level of balance there somewhere where you can use both of those things to better your business and yourself, or you can let them derail you completely. Yes. I love it. Okay. So we've learned something today. Yeah. I think it's always good to talk through that. Perfectionism, mm-hmm. it really does plague a lot of us. So you have, you have um, our support. Today, go out there and remember to say done is better than perfect. Yeah. Okay. Perfect never gets done. Did you know there's a second part to that? Oh, I love it. Perfect never gets done. I Googled the quote and a bunch of them, it was like half and half, but it said, what's the first part? Done is better than perfect. Yes. So that it either said just that, or it said done is better than perfect because perfect never gets done. Uh, Well, that's exactly right. I know. Oh my gosh. Okay. Are you ready for a toast? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I did see while I was going to get the toast, there's, here's another good quote for a parting quote. Perfection is an illusion based on our own perception. Mm. We set that bar. We, We totally do. Okay. Here we go. Today's toast comes to us from Cynthia Ramirez. Cynthia is in West Texas, Midland to be exact. And she would like to toast to Stephanie McSwain of Fathom Realty. Beautiful. So cheers to Stephanie and thank you. No, she didn't say why. So she might have like you're like waiting for more. (laughs) She wanted to toast her. I mean, like she's just like cheer, cheers to Stephanie. (laughs) Great. I think that's lovely. It's a it's lovely. She could she could shoot us an email and follow up with what exactly, but I'm sure Stephanie has appeared to laugh. Perfect. What an well, amazing cheers. job over there. Okay. So cheers to Cynthia and Stephanie and you guys go out there and just make stuff happen. Yay. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.